Welcome to Super Friends Podcast, where we talk about comics, superheroes, and all things related and in between. I'm Brody. And I'm Brian. And today, we're going to be talking, we're going to do an our review of the new Flash movie. Oh, voice crack. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you thought you were over that. Yeah, no, apparently not. <laughs> we're still getting there, apparently. Okay, Brian. I have a lot of thoughts about this movie. As everybody I, I knows. Because you're like I'm the a, Flash fan. I can't. I'm an avid Flash fan. Yes. So, I don't want to crap on this movie too hard. But I'll let you go first. And then I'll give my... Give your non-spoiler thoughts. And then, just like we do all the time. Alright. So, my non-spoiler thoughts are basically that... I mean, I thought I had a good setup. Um, I love the cast and choice. Michael Keaton as Batman being back. Always good to see him. You know, Sasha Kaye, um, amazing actress. She's absolutely fantastic as Supergirl. Def, you know, definitely something I appreciated in this movie. Um, even though he's had some psychological issues, I think he's really did a pretty good job. Um, they definitely honored what Zack Snyder did in Justice League, which I thought was great because that's when Ezra really was first flashed in Zack Snyder Justice League, so I think it was really great. They honored that. Um, I don't know what else I can say. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say. I might say more later for non-spoiler, but for right now, I think that's all I really can say without totally giving away stuff. Okay. I wrote down some notes. Like, right after I left the theater, I, like, just wrote down bullet points. Um, but most of these are spoilers. So, I will not share them yet. But, um, ooh, I don't even know what to say. Um, it was an experience. I loved Michael Keaton's Batman. I think it was an amazing part. I think he could 100% excel at, like, a Batman Beyond or something like that. If they wanted to introduce, like, a Terry McGinnis character. And have Michael Keaton play um, an old Bruce Wayne. I think that would work fantastically well. Because he just did an outstanding job in it. Um, Sasha Kai, Supergirl, yeah. Perfect. I loved her interpretation. It was very... This is going to sound weird. But it was very Supergirl. I think um, in the recent years, especially with the Supergirl TV show, people have got this, like, idea about Supergirl that I wouldn't, I mean, I like, I mean, there were things I definitely didn't like about the Supergirl TV show, but I like, I mean, it was okay, but like Supergirl's whole thing is like the trauma that she carries with her because she was like an adult when Krypton blew up, you know? Yeah. It's like how I look that thing because the planet blowing up and stuff is different, but when I was six, my parents got divorced, and it wasn't like, I mean, it's still a big thing that I deal with today, but it didn't affect me as hard, because I was like a kid. I hardly even knew what was happening. But I had, like, older siblings who were, like, 14, 15, 16 when it happened, and that was, like, a huge shock for them, and the way they take it is much different than I take it, so I love that her Supergirl was, like, 
Clark or Superman, he's like a baby. He's raised on Earth with all these people. But Supergirl, in the comic book, she was never raised on Earth. She lost her home and yeah. then suddenly found herself with powers she doesn't know how to control. Clark had his entire life growing up to learn how to control his powers. Kara had probably like six months to control her powers. And he probably didn't have any time because she was probably arrested um, right when it happened. But exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he just had a lot of rage and aggression that I'm like, yes, that is very Supergirl, very Supergirl esque. But yeah, any other non-spoilery things come to your mind, Brian? Yeah, no, I just thought it was crazy, you know, when Iron Man showed up. Oh Ash my bonkers. goodness, I freaking I was like, this this Chrono Bubble stuff's getting out of hand. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, but I do. I mean, I. I like the score. I will say that for non-spoiler. I like the score. I think it was pretty cool. Um, there was some editing choices I'd probably be questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting was pretty fantastic. I I know how you... I have a really hard time with... Um, with Ezra Miller and their interpretations of Barry Allen only because I am such an avid fan and it is so hard for me to just look past it and be like, as an actor, it was a good role. They acted good, but it's so hard for me to be like, but they didn't act a good Barry Allen in my head. So it's hard for me to say like, I liked their role, but I can, the emotional scenes, they hit okay. Like, I got that it was supposed to be emotional when it was going to be emotional, you know? Yeah, I get it. It's just, I'll get more into that later, but. Yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, cool. Um, I don't think there's much any other spoiler things. I'm non-spoiler things. If. I mean, I'm sure that everybody's heard of it or seen it by now. The Flash is not doing too hot in the box office. That's a non-spoiler thing. It is... I can find box office reviews. Quite honestly, one of the worst performing DC movies. Yeah, I've heard that it's not... It's doing... um... It's not even as good as uh, Black Adam, which is disappointing. Very disappointing, because as much as I had a problem with the movie, I enjoyed it a lot more than Black Adam. <laughs> okay, so last weekend, the 23rd to the 25th, The Flash only reached $15.1 million. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not very good, <laughs> all things considering. This is your weekly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Domestically, uh, it's got um, eighty-seven million. Yeah, but still, like it's not. Oh, gosh. Let's see if I can find Black Adam on here. Damn, no. Okay, I can't find Black Adam. Try to compare. I got it. All right. Black Adam. Oh, I actually got to click on it. I can't just search it. 
Okay, so let's see. Their first week, they they opened. Their opening weekend was sixty-seven thousand. I think it's and domestically oh, yeah. they made one hundred sixty-eight million, and worldwide they made three hundred ninety-three million. Oh, that's nice. And Flash is at eighty-seven million domestically and two hundred and ten thousand worldwide. So far. And apparently to get a sequel, they have to pass, like, what was the number they had to pass? 710, I think, because it was the Batman. It was the numbers for the Batman. Which I'm like... That's not going to happen. It's not getting a sequel. Yeah, 770,000 worldwide. And And that movie opened with $134 million. So that's double. They opened with double what the other ones opened with. Yikes. Not doing too hot, Flash. No, not at all. Which is sad, because you would... DC needs a hit. They need a win. (laughs) Badly. Badly need a win. Badly need a win. And I'm like, people are like, oh, this is because James Gunn is a horror... I'm like, he wasn't even on this movie. This wasn't his project. He's in charge of the this DCU. Is a, this, this is, is the is end a, of the DCEU. What is everyone's issue? A Walter issue Hamada him? movie. Yeah, I don't know why everyone's hopping on the train to blame James Gunn. Like, he hasn't done anything yet. Like, he has <laughs> done nothing yet. Quit blaming him for all of your fault. I absolutely yeah. hate it. The hate for James Gunn. He's like, he's hasn't done anything yet. This isn't even his he's, universe. Yeah, he's literally done absolutely nothing except write things. He's just trying to get, trying to make something. Off of these movies that he was saddled with at the end. I just, I, I don't understand the hate that he's getting for literally not doing anything except showing up to the premiere. That's all he yeah. did. He just showed up to the premiere because he's the lead. He's the, you know, he's the president. Of, he and Peter Safran are the leaders of the DCU. So, of course, he's, gonna, of course, he's like Kevin Feige. He's going to come to every premiere. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's he like, this isn't my movie, involved. but I have to be here. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. He's like, I hate it. I just hate the hate he's getting. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. You hated when we did. You hate like fans didn't like Zack Snyder because he didn't make Superman just like Christopher Reeve. Then they hated that he wasn't there because he wasn't because then we had no leader, and now we have James Gunn. Everyone hates him. Well, like, and pick a I lane. Mean, rightfully so. They hated all the Walter Hamada movies, which have been like Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash, um, Birds of Prey, the Black Adam movie, Aquaman Two will be one. I just and I like the first Aquaman too. I like the first Aquaman. I'm like, I love the first Aquaman. I rewatched it and I was like, this movie is even better than I remember. The first Aquaman is one of my favorite DC movies, honestly. It's awesome. I mean, obvi- I mean, it made one mil one billion dollars worldwide, which is crazy because not a single other DC movie has made that in a while. Yeah, and I like I rewatched that and Wonder Woman because I was just watching Wonder Woman is also new movies, and I literally said I literally said to myself because I was the only one watching these. I was like, you know, as upset that I am that Henry Cavill never got a second Man of Steel, maybe it was a good thing because Wonder Woman 1984 didn't do very well, and apparently, Aquaman 2 is only bad things being said about it. So maybe it's good. The only thing I've heard about Aquaman 2 is that it's one of the worst movies to ever like. Like, it can't be that bad. It'll probably be middle ground. Just like people were saying The Flash is one of the greatest movies since The Dark Knight. It's probably going to be middle ground. 
yeah, I agree. I think it, I I think I don't think it's gonna be absolutely horrible because Jason Moore always kills it no matter what. Like, right. Um, I think if I think the only reason, even if it's middle ground, I think the only reason it'll do really really bad financially, is because they still have Amber Heard in it. Yeah, yeah. And people and just I think won't that's a really big problem that they've been saddled with. And who knows if people aren't going to see the Flash because of you know Ezra Miller and their involvement in it. Like, exactly. It's like the reason it's probably not reaching a lot of money is, I mean. It, if, here's the thing. People probably didn't go see it on opening weekend because, you know, I saw it. Not a few people came. And that's only because of Ezra Miller. Now, mm-hmm. if, if he didn't do all those things, it still would get a huge opening weekend because it's a Flash movie, but then would slowly die off because people aren't seeing it a second time. Yeah. Well, another thing I also saw, which doesn't, I mean, doesn't amount too much when you crunch the numbers, but DC did so of the movie. That's true. Like, to fans. Early to fans. So I'm like, when you do that many early showings, well, I mean, the biggest problem was because they couldn't do a press tour because of um, Ezra Miller. Um, and then Michael Keaton was like, no, I'm not doing a press tour because I'm so old. So the press things that they did do, Sasha Kaye was like the only one answering questions. So... They didn't have a huge press tour, so they tried to like subsidize it with those like early screenings and stuff. But I think it was a mistake. Yeah, like, oh, I've already seen it. Like, I'm not gonna go see it in the theater when it comes out. I still am gonna go see it a second time. I mean, despite everything, I'm still gonna go see it a second time. But I mean, mm-hmm. that's not many people going to see it a second time. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a rip for DC because we've been hearing for months about how like. Oh yeah, because this is gonna start the new universe, and it was it's, it's so good, and, and it's the greatest you know one of the greatest super movies ever. I was so excited, and I'm not gonna say I hated it because I did mm-hmm. like it. <laughs> I I did like it. I mean, not as much as I like Aquaman or Man of Steel or you yeah. know Wonder Woman. It's not it's not up there, but it's like I don't know. I still liked it. And I mean, like, okay, here's the real question. Would you rather watch Justice League or The Flash? I'd rather watch The Flash. Okay. I, I have not watched Justice League since I saw it. I, I saw it in theaters. Saw it once from my, like, you know, my mom bought it for us. And then watched it the same time. Like, you know, this isn't as good as I thought it was. And then I heard also about Zack Snyder. And I was like, all right, I'm not watching this. I haven't seen Justice League since. But I would watch Flash again. Okay, Wonder Woman 1984 or Flash? Okay, that that's a difficult question though because <laughs> I still like the Flash, but Wonder Woman has beautiful lies in it. It has that Hans Zimmer piece, and I'm like, I love that song and it plays in it. That's a hard question. Um, I don't know. What what would you watch again? I would probably watch Wonder Woman 1984 again. <laughs> Um, I don't know. That's as much as that movie pained me, it doesn't pain me as much because I'm not a big Wonder Woman fan. But it doesn't pain me too much because I'm not... A, it, the biggest thing about The Flash is I am a huge Flash fan. So every time I watch that movie, 
it just hurts because I know what it could be. Yeah. I don't know how many times. I think in my understanding, you've heard of like the curse of knowledge, right? Like when you know too much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the whole movie and this pro I probably negatively impacted Megan, but I was like leaning over I was like, that's not really a Barry Allen thing to do. Or I just <laughs> I did that a few times. When Understandably he, so. His apartments oh, I guess we gotta move into spoiler territory. Well, that's not his apartment's dirty, okay? That's not a spoiler. That's in um, the, that's in like a, a TV spot. A, yeah. Anyone who's seen a TV spot a trailer know that his his apartment's filthy. But it's, like, a core characteristic of Barry Allen that he's, like, neat and tidy because, like, like, got obsessed with making sure everything was in its place and, like, order and, like, forensic science and that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's, he's very, I'm not going to say OCD, but he is, like, everything needs to be tidy. And especially because he's fast, he can keep it tidy. Yeah. And, like, a, a big thing, too. Of course, when he meets Iris, he gets a lot more relaxed because he doesn't have any... He doesn't have a purpose in his life until he meets Iris, but... Yeah. Alright. Let's move into spoiler territory. So, because I have plenty of things to talk about spoiler territory. I'm sure you have plenty of things to talk about in spoiler territory. Oh, yeah. So, I'm gonna do my my spoiler alarm sound. That was pretty good, I thought. Um, I like that. Yeah. If you um, still don't know that we're going to be talking about spoilers, honestly, I'm sorry. That's on you. Um, that's on you guys. <laughs> no, but honestly, we're going to be talking about spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie and you don't want it to be spoiled, then go watch the movie and then come back to this episode. Um, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Brian, spoiler territory. What's the first thing you want to talk about spoiler territory? I, re- I refuse to believe Supergirl is uh, is dead throughout the whole multiverse. I, she needs to come back. I, I, I refuse to accept that she is, like, gone forever. I refuse to. I watched the movie, and I was like, <gasps> when she got stabbed, I was so hurt by that. Because I loved her as Supergirl. And I was like, no. Yeah. I know. It's like, that's definitely one of those things where you're like, she was actually really good, and I really enjoyed it. I liked her super. I didn't want her to die. Like I don't, I don't want her to. Do... That's exactly my reaction. Actually, it was because, like, okay, like, because I've said this several times. Like, I go to employee showing so I can, so I can see a movie for free. That way, if I hate it, I didn't waste money on it. But like, mm-hmm. no one came to the employee showing. Except I brought Tyler because he doesn't work there anymore, so now he's my guest. And our manager, Aaron, who puts it on. So, and then and then a couple others, but they left part way through. But that's just because they kept falling asleep. So, they were like, I can't, I can't stay awake. So, they left. But it was me, Tyler, and our manager, Aaron. We're just big chilling in there. And Aaron's also a huge Flash fan. So, of course, he was, like, going to be like, oh, we're watching, even if it's just us three. So, like, but we all looked at each other like, what the – no, we all like we're looking at each other in shock. Yeah, here's the thing: there is a Supergirl movie that James Gunn has planned. Do you think he will use her for the Supergirl movie? Honestly, I hope so because I've heard rumors like she's in talks to be Supergirl again. I'm like, she better be. Yeah, and like even if it, I, I really like the suit though. I really hope they keep her. They keep her suit. It was so 
I really liked her suit. I love the turtleneck. I do. I did actually like the suit. I was like, yeah. I love the fact that it was like for the most part. I do like also that it was for the most part a really bright blue because Superman's got mm-hmm. like he's got the red boots still. You know, Hersh yeah. is pretty much all blue. I thought yeah. that was kind of a cool little touch. That it's how they it's might different. have to change her symbol though, because it's it's definitely a Henry Cavill Superman symbol. Yeah, and it's gonna be a new universe, so I'm okay with changing the symbol. The symbol. I mean, as long mm-hmm. as it's still you know, the yeah, still an S. Well, Imagine have you read to, like, a K um, or something like that, Kara? Have you read Superman? Um, I mean, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Not yet. I. I'm gonna start soon though, because I'm finishing. Um, I'm I'm finishing some new Fifty Two stuff. Mm-hmm. For that project I showed you. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm reading Forever Evil right now. Oh, dude! I just bought Forever Evil. I'm gonna go through it. Dude, too. no way! Oh my gosh, we're like the same person. I the I just looked at it because I'm trying to read more. Okay, the problem is I've read almost. Well, I haven't read every single Silver Age Flash story. It's really, really hard for me to read, read because they're like one issue and then nothing else matters in like the entire run. And so I've read the ones that are like the death of Iris West and the trial of the flash. And I've met all the first appearances of all the rogues and I've read all the important issues. And then I've read every single issue in um, Wally West's run. I've read all the new flash comics and I I'm up to date. I read every single new one that comes out. Then I read all of the um, so that I could learn more about Jay Garrick, and I've read so that I could read more about Wally as the Flash. I'm like, I'm just reading these Flash stuff now, so I can like read more Flash stuff. And I read that the Rogues have like a spinoff issue in Forever Evil, so I've been reading their spinoff. They have a crazy spin-off. I remember reading that, and I was like, what? I thought it was cool. The Rogue's Rebellion, yeah. So, But once I'm done with The Rogue's Rebellion, then I'm going to read the actual full um, Forever Evil story. Such a good storyline. But yeah, so, side tangent. Um, so, with Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, I feel like Sasha Kayak do a really good... Because it's, like, disconnected. Um, like, Superman's not in it. It's literally about her. She, like goes to this red sun planet on her like 21st birthday to like have a beer and to like actually get drunk and like celebrate it for herself and kind of be sad too because she's like alone and her family's not there to celebrate with her and stuff and then she gets pulled into like helping this girl out and like superhero stuff but it's actually a really good book i need to read it i'm ashamed to say i don't i know much about supergirl Mm-hmm. I'm ashamed, and I'm gonna rectify that. <laughs> well, the hard part about Supergirl is like, which Supergirl do you want to know about? Do you want to know about the pre-crisis Supergirl, the Matrix Supergirl, the Clo- the Angel Supergirl, the all of them, all of them, the cousin Supergirl, like every yeah. single one. She's got an interesting history. It's such an interesting and intricate character, and I really like how she was represented this one, like, in The Flash, and, like, especially when, you know, the, the younger Barry is trying to tell her about Superman from what older Barry told him, 
And uh-huh. she goes, well, I'm not human. I'm Kryptonian. And, like, just left. I know. Okay. And I was like, I oh, my gosh. Hole. It was a good scene, but I think it was a plot hole. Because she goes to Zod, and Zod is looking for her. This is the one thing he came to Earth for. And then she just flies away, and Zod doesn't follow her. Well, I think it's also that Zod still, like, has the 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 suit on, so he's not as powerful. Like, we saw in Man of Steel, with, with, all, that, with all the stuff on that he's wearing, he never yeah. is as powerful as Superman, which is something I'm going to mention later. Because um, I had thoughts on Zod that I'll say later. But I think the <laughs> followers, because, like, he, she, she can move a lot faster than him because she is totally exposed to the sun, has been soaking it up. But he mostly mm-hmm. goes in and out of his ship. Where the... you think he, she just got away too fast? He wasn't able to track her. Yeah, he wasn't able to. He 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 was. I mean, he still has limited power, so he still could see her hop flying above. And he goes, "Oh, there she is!" And then she's just gone. He's like, "Oh, come on, uh-huh. she's just here." I, I just I just had her. Just it was on my was it within my grasp? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's definitely great. Um, I feel like I mentioned this is one of the biggest things I had a problem with. I feel like they don't understand the Speed Force. Um, just because a major tenet of Barry Allen's like Flash, just a Flash character in general, is that he can save people at super speed. So if he can only like move objects, but I don't know how he explained it. Like there is like multiple flash stories that would just be like exempt now because like the whole point of the story is that he like moves someone out of the way yeah. like here just picking a random flash issue we'll, we'll even go wally west right here random page let me find one where he Move someone out of the way. <clears throat> there, Mirror Master. He's running after Mirror Master to stop her. Because, I mean, to stop him. The Linda. And literally has to save Linda. And it's like... According to the rules they set in the Flash, he couldn't do that. Because he would, like, make the guy vomit. So that's like... I just have a really hard time with it because I'm like, I know how the Flash works and how the Speed Force works, and it's like, he can move people. Yeah, which because he did it with Iris in Zack Snyder's Justice League, he did it with right. He's he's done it before. He moves like not and not even just. I mean, Grant Gustin's Flash, he moves people all the time. And the only one that throws up is Dig, and that's just because Dig isn't ready for it. Yeah. Well, and that's over, like, long distances, too. Like, he's moved people out of buildings, like, like buildings that are on fire, and they never have any, like, reactions. I think, and <laughs> I would be willing to forgive it if it didn't cause, like, problems for me in the other scenes. I do not know. The baby scene, I think, is one of the weirdest, and I don't understand why that scene was in the movie. Because they they created a problem for themselves where they're like, oh, yeah, he can't move people. And then they're like, but we want to do this thing with babies. It's like, 
if you would have told me, oh, okay, well, he doesn't want to move the babies because of like, sh- you know, shaken baby syndrome or something like that. But the same thing, that like, would make out of sense. a building. They're going to get shaken baby syndrome from being tossed out of a building. Okay, true. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> he puts a baby in a running microwave. Like, so funny. You I hear the ding when it lands. That was funny. You and then it dings like the thing wasn't good. He takes the burrito out of the microwave, puts the baby in, and then when it all speeds back up, you hear the ding of the microwave. It was cooking. <laughs> I thought that was literally my manager looks over and he goes, Classic Ezra Miller. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that was my biggest problem. Honestly, if I had to narrow it down, after that point, I just was so negative after the rest of the You movie. clocked out. You were like, you know what? And I, I don't like the whole, like, I get the joke. I get it. I, I can see how it could be funny to some people. But I don't like the insinuation that Flash is, like, the cleanup guy. I don't like that either. But I, I do like that. I mean, you do see sometimes Flash kind of takes the initiative to start clearing the debris. Mm-hmm. Like, in the in New 52. Okay, I, I just love New 52. But I know. Yeah, You're a diehard like, for New 52. I am a diehard for New 52. Probably I'm one gonna, of the I only like, ones. I like Rebirth and Doomsday Clock. I love Crisis. I love, you know, I love, I, but I'm a, I'm a sucker for New 52. But he literally starts cleaning up. He, as soon as they're done finding Superman, he goes, okay, we done? We good now? Cool, I'm going to start cleaning up. And just starts, you know, moving the debris. So I'm like, I feel like Flash, though, it does at some points probably feel, I feel like, like, a, feel like the a, biggest. A yeah. Barry's just like a nice, respectful guy. He's like, these are people's lives. I don't want to, like, leave them wrecked. You know? That is true. So, I mean, like, Superman, of course, is the best. Obviously, he's the best of us. Like, that's not, not even a competition. Like, that's, like, a solid fact. Like, that's an unchanging fact. But, like, Barry's pretty up there. Oh, yeah. And good guy. Barry's... So, I mean, he definitely has a lot of stuff Barry... that he has to work through, but a lot of trauma. That's what Barry and Clark have in common, though. I mean, Barry watched his mom die, and in a lot of realities, Clark also blames himself for not being able to stop his Earth dad's death. That's true. That's why they're so similar and just wanting to help. Yeah, and... um. And Batman said that if he, Barry is the kind of person that he would have wished he had turned into when he saw his parents die. I think, I think Bruce and Barry's relationship is one of the best. And I, I do get what they were going for. It works for, um, and, um, Ezra Miller's relationship because he is so much older than Barry. It like, it works kind of like a father-son thing. Mm-hmm. But in the comics, Barry and Bruce are much it's like brothers where they like understand each other and they get like Batman's like, you're a better detective than me. Like you're maybe not like detective, but like you're a forensic scientist and you're one of the best. So like the crime scenes, like I'm, I'm going to let you handle those. Like he trusts Barry with a lot of stuff. And, of course, that leads to a lot of good, like, Wally West, Dick Grayson stories, because they are, like, the best of friends. Um, um, Nightwing. Nightwing and 
Flash, I guess, because Wally's also a Flash. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, what did talking about the babies? What did you think of the CGI? Oh, I, I, I was questioning everything. Like, I was the kind of guy that thought I didn't think the whole scene was funny. I thought putting the baby in the microwave was funny because of the allegations against Ezra Miller. <laughs> but. <laughs> I thought it was funny because no, but I I was I was like I don't like how they CG that baby's face. It looks worse than Twilight. It well, just I, didn't. Yeah, you it, see one baby and then you see another one. And you're like, oh, this wasn't like this wasn't a one time thing. I was really like, oh gosh, and I didn't. I I thought the effects as a whole were decent. But, like, the chronosphere and the baby scene. Uh-huh. I was questioning, like, why couldn't they just use archival footage of Christopher Reeve and George Reeves and, and even scenes from Zack Snyder's Justice League and scenes from earlier in the movie? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they just use actual footage? Why did they have to, like, make it look like like Pixar before they finished animating the character? <laughs> okay, did you hear what the director said about that? I did, and I can understand if I, it wasn't for the fact that you didn't say that before the movie came out. Yeah. I you waited until people were trashing on the CG out. to then say, but, well, we're seeing it from Barry's point of view. I don't think that's true, though. I think you just make it I think it's a cop-out, but that's my personal opinion. <laughs> it just... I can under, If you said beforehand, fair warning, the CG's going to look weird, but that's because we're seeing it from Barry's point of view, then I would have taken it differently. Yeah, no. But you I waited until people were pooping on it to then say, hey... It's because it's from Barry's point of view. I don't believe you. So, uh, actually, guys, um, we're actually seeing everything from Barry's point of view, so maybe don't be so hard on it. <laughs> and I yeah, can... uh-huh. Sure. Convenient. I don't have a problem with Andy Muschietti, right? Like, he made It it in, in It Chapter 2, and those are and very And he's directing Batman, The Brave and the Bold. Yeah, and, and it, you know, the It movies did fantastic. The CG looks fantastic, and because he had to use it, so he understands that it takes time to make things look good. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't blame Andy Muschietti. I'm gonna blame, you know, Warner Bros. Because they always are rushing things because they can't be heckin' patient. Yeah, like, that's why. That's why the CG always looks off. I mean, Marvels have the same problem right now with their CG. They just can't be patient. They're like, yeah. I-, I need it out now, and I'm like, what? Why am the patience, guys? You gotta. It takes time for it to look. That's why. I- as much as I don't like James Cameron, I respect him for what he, do, he was doing with Avatar, where he's filming mm-hmm. everything now and giving his his his, anim, his animation team and CG whatever as much time as they possibly could need to yeah. make it look good. It's the only respect I'll give him. Yeah, if it doesn't look right, then he doesn't like. Yeah, and it's like absolutely because with superhero stuff like The Flash, it, you have to give him time. And I get yeah. with I get. I get it. Like, Christopher Reeve is not alive anymore. Unfortunately, breaks my heart. But you could have used archival footage for him and Supergirl. Yeah. The only one I guess you would need to do is the Nick Cage one. Because that's the only one. Which I thought was cool. I thought was so funny. I saw the mechanical spider and immediately was like, oh my gosh, Nicolas Cage. I'm like, this doesn't need to be in a Flash movie, but I get what you're trying to do. And it's cool. And this is the only time, like, about this obscure reference are going to know what this is. 95% of the theater is going to be like, what is going on right now? 
But then they look it up, and then they're going to be begging for a Nicolas Cage Superman movie. It's true. Nicolas Cage, new Superman. Acting confirmed. He, he is the new Superman, actually. Yeah, I could be one of those websites, you know. Uh, Nicolas Cage confirmed. Oh, my gosh. Just say things as fact, even though they have, like, absolutely no proof. Release the Tim Burton Superman. <laughs> the Tim Burton Superman, yeah. But I'm like, almost every single one of those was... I mean, there was a hint of an Adam West cameo. But I'm like, why do we have so many of these Superman cameos in a Flash movie? I know. I, I love Superman. But I'm like, this is a Flash movie. Like, I get a lot of the events take place during Man of Steel. So that's fine to have reference to Henry Cavill's Superman because this is uh-huh. his universe. But this is a Flash movie. Why couldn't Grant Gustin show up? Or John Wesley Shipp. Or... You know, literally any of the other people that have or, played the Flash. Or characters from Smallville. Why couldn't any of them show up? Right? I know. I Do mean, you know he had any pick? He could choose any thing he wanted for that for those scenes? I mean, I, I love the fact that... I, I would have kept Christopher Reeves just because he is oh, a Oh, yeah. Classic. Christopher Reeves is iconic. Yeah. I would have I kept him... I might have kept Nick Cage, but I wouldn't have focused so much on him. But I also would have like, okay, let's get Grant Gustin to actually have a speaking role to, like, run into Barry. Because yeah. he was, like, the first very popular on the screen. Everyone talks about Flash besides John Wesley Shipp. And John Wesley Shipp only had, like, two seasons of his show, whereas Grant Gustin's had nine. He just finished his show. Yeah. Let's Which get, I like, felt a speaking like room. so <clears throat> disrespectful to this show that's been running. And this show included your Flash in its show. Exactly. Like, he got a cameo. Do you know how hard that so must excited. have been for them? I know. It must have been too difficult. And I was excited when he showed up because I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that Flash. And they're both talking to each other. And then Warner Bros. I blame, once again, I blame Warner Bros. Because Andy Muschietti is a visionary director and good at what he does. It's probably Walter Hamada that was like, no. And I was like, yeah. Ah, the biggest problem, honestly, and I don't blame him, like Andy Machete, is he was given a crap load and the studio was like, I need you to get this out in basically a year. They're like, here's a steaming hot pile of mess that we call the Flash movie, and I need you to get it released within the year. I do like that he kind of made it. I mean, I know we have different opinions, but that's because you're a diehard Flash fan, so I respect it. <laughs> but I think he did really. I think he did better than Joss Whedon did with Justice League. And oh, yeah, no, I think he did totally. a way better job with Flash because I, I still walked out going, you know what? That I think was a life changing movie, but no. But I did enjoy it as a superhero movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, and I actually have this written down in my notes. Um, if I could wear a blindfold and know it's not The Flash, I honestly would not think it was too bad of a movie. Um, I felt like when I was watching it, I was like, okay, like I, I mentioned a few times, but like I've like heard other people talk about it and I've like thought, I haven't gone and seen it again, but I have thought back up on it and like, if things were different, if it was in a different light, I could definitely see myself enjoying the movie more. I wouldn't have loved it, but I could enjoy it more. But it's just yeah. honestly that curse of knowledge thing where like I just have so many feelings about things that it's hard for me to just actually enjoy it as a movie instead of like yeah, the first live action movie representation of a character that I hold dearly to my heart and I feel like wasn't represented properly. <laughs> and 
and yeah, and I, me and Tyler walked out being like, I liked it. Did I think it was a little underwhelming because of the hype that was built around it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I still walked out going, you know what? I think I liked that as much as I mean. Okay, I like. I did like. I did like Black Adam, but I also like Black Adam for the Justice Society. Okay, the Justice Society was one of the best parts <clears throat> of Black Adam. I was like, I was rewatching it the other day, and I was like, I rewatched this movie for Pierce Brosnan and Aldous Hodge as Hawkman and and uh, Doctor Fate. I mm-hmm. loved them as that, and the same kind of thing. I was like, I like. So I will watch it because I rewatched the Flash. I will. I'll go rewatch it. In fact, I want to take my mom hasn't seen it just because she can't handle intense movies. So we watch it first, so then we can take her to it, and then actually then break it down and spoil it for her. And you know, right when we get home, so she doesn't ask, so she doesn't freak out when she doesn't see. Yeah. Granted, she, she has to, to catch my clever for that. I don't just walk in and start. I ask her, okay, do you do you want me to start? Do you want me to tell you stuff? And she goes, yes. I don't just walk in and start spoiling it because that'd be mean. Your mom, guess what? <laughs> mom, guess what? No guys. I straight up tell her, but after she's like, because I am like, okay, we're going to go see this. She's like, yeah. I'm like, do you want to know? She goes, yes. Like Fast X, I came home and spoiled everything, but that's because she's never going to see the Fast and Furious movies. She doesn't like the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> so I can't just walk in and start telling her everything without having to ask her because she doesn't care. But she likes Flash. She's going to want to see it. So I do break it down for her. Uh-huh. I do like how, you know, Ben Affleck's last time as Batman, he's still got a chance to like, you know, actually mm-hmm. be be a human, be a human being, and not be kind of thrown around like a rag doll. Yeah, honestly, I like Ben Affleck's scenes; they were really good. And I, I like didn't know idea. Wonder Woman was gonna be in this movie. <clears throat> I knew because I was listening to this podcast, and Ben Affleck straight up accidentally said it. He goes, "Yeah, this one scene, uh, Wonder Woman saves me." Oops, and I was like, "Oh, come on, Ben." Yeah, I didn't know she was in the movie. I was completely shocked. When that, I'm like, oh, is Flash gonna like run up and do some Flash stuff to save him? And then a freaking golden lasso appears around him. I'm like, well, okay then. Alrighty. One, I do hate, okay, I don't hate, I just dislike that it's like the bright, shiny suit from Wonder Woman 84. And I was like, her suit is not bright and shiny anymore because it's just, she's been so many battles, it's like not faded, but it's like darker. And I like yeah. it. it was super, but it was not super, like, I liked it from Justice League and Batman vs Superman, where it was and Wonder Woman, where it was like that darker shade because she's gone through some, she's gone through many cents, she's gone through like over like a hundred years now. Yeah, but what if she polishes suit. it, Brian? Huh? What if she polishes it? She, if she polished it, why didn't she polish it before their fight with Steppenwolf? That's my question. Because it's a new universe, technically. <laughs> new universe. I do like that. It plays her theme. I respect it and I love it. But I hate the fact that, like, we'll play the heck out of Wonder Woman's theme all the time because, yeah, that's Wonder Woman's theme. But we're never going to play any music from Man of Steel. Why? Why are you so afraid of the Man of Steel soundtrack? Because it's too good for them. It's too it's good great. for them. That's why. Unless it's Hans Zimmer. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't like it because I'm like, it's Batman, it's Superman. They should be using, I mean, I mean, I said I I said this before. Like, I love John Williams' theme. I grew up in Henry uh, Henry Cavill. I grew up in Christopher Reeve's Superman. I love his theme, but that's not fitting for Henry Cavill's Superman. He's a different Superman. Yeah. I I mean, Brandon Routh was different because he was supposed to be like a continuation of Christopher Reeve's Superman. So it's fine. He still used the same thing. That was fine. It was that whole movie was a reference to Christopher Reeve. And but yeah. the same thing with. Ben Affleck and Justice League. He's not Michael Keaton. 
he does not get the same theme. They get you get different themes because you're a different hero. There's different. I mean, you're the same. You're still Batman, but you're a different iteration of Batman. So I hate mm-hmm. that they don't use the same. I'm a music junkie. Okay, I listen to movie soundtracks all the time. I just hate as we have well like, established. Huh? I said as we've well established before. <laughs> I know, this is what I do for fun. I don't know though. I just I have a lot of I I have a lot of inner thoughts about this movie. I think a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's one of the, another one of those like movies that divides the like the fandom. That is true. Even like I've been reading reviews it. online and I've seen people like honestly, I think this movie's amazing. One of the best movies to come out in like a long time. I'm like, um Did you guys see the Batman? Yeah. Like, the Batman's amazing. <laughs> Batman is pretty fantastic. So, it's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, how much is Warner Brothers paying you? <laughs> yeah, me to Tom Cruise. How much they pay to say something's fantastic? How much they pay? Yeah, how much? Did I think it was no. good? Yeah, did I think it was absolutely amazing? No. Yeah, would it warrant Tom Cruise saying it was absolutely? I don't think so. And I'd be like, dude, you made Mission Impossible and Top Gun Maverick. What are you talking about? It's like, su- I, it was good. And once again, I'm not going to say it was terrible. I, I liked it. But it's not like Man of Steel level. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe in DCU he's gonna get a Man of Steel tier movie. But this wasn't it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, one last thing. Um, I have. Um, I think the ending of that movie, however, confuses the heck out of people. <laughs> Who the heck is this guy? Because. This movie has been, like, purported <laughs> and propped up as, like, the reset for everything, you know? Yeah. And then it ends with George Clooney, and people are like, oh, George Clooney, the new Batman now? I'm like, no, they don't even have Batman cast yet, so that's why they couldn't do it. But it's in the movie, so they needed something funny, and they couldn't do what they originally had planned with Michael Keaton and Sasha Kai's Supergirl and Batman. So it's like... I don't know why not. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a hard situation. I feel like instead of settling for a laugh, they should have just... Did I think it was... I mean, me and my manager quote that all the time. We literally, every time we see each other, we go like, who the heck is this guy? Because it's... Mm-hmm. But I think instead of settling for a laugh, it should have just been like... Because I... I mean, personally, I saw it as like, oh, is it George Clooney weapon? Absolutely not. But is it supposed to show that Barry's not done trying to fix things and this is ultimately going to reset everything? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think they should have had, like, maybe not Michael Keaton show back up, much as I love him. But maybe, yeah, Sasha Kaye. But then with, like, Ben Affleck's Batman to show that it's not the same universe because now Sasha Kaye's here or, or even Henry Cavill yeah. show back up with, you know, I just don't understand why it's, like, it's so, it's so hard at the spot that they're at. I don't know why Warner yeah. Bros. like, let's settle for a laugh. I'm like, do you think that's what Kevin Feige's thinking when he's making, you know, things like dead vision walking around? Let's settle for a laugh. Or when he's, you know, being like, okay. And then we see basically Iron Man gets stabbed with his own sword. Do you think you settling? No, they're not settling for a laugh. They plan out jokes mm-hmm. when it's appropriate. But Warner Bros. is so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, uh, this is just so frustrating. 
And then the end credit was absolutely pointless. Basically just to help us know that Jason Momoa is still going to be Aquaman no matter what. Which I was like... Yeah. Not that I'm saying I don't like Jason Momoa. I love his Aquaman. He's amazing. He's great at what he does. But I think that if we're resetting everything and the Trinity is not going to be played by the same people, let him play Lobo. Yeah. Give us, Lo- give us Jason Momoa as Lobo. And the world would be a better place. Especially if you seeing Fast X and watching him be like the psychotic villain that like I couldn't help but laugh at. I'm like, he would be fantastic as Lobo. Yeah. <clears throat> but One can hope though, right? I, I, I hope and pray the DCU is just as great as Man of Steel and the Suicide Squad. It's like, they're in a tricky position because got, they've got two more movies coming out. Aquaman 2 and then Blue Beetle, which James Gunn has said is the first character in his universe, but not technically the first movie. Which doesn't make any sense. So I'm like... Thanks, James. Okay, okay, James. I'm uh, I'm interested to see where you're going to go with this, but... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where you're going with this, but okay. <laughs> I like... <laughs> so yeah, it's like... There's a lot. I hope one... There's talks of like... A Flash TV show. Another... Wait, no. It wasn't another Flash TV show. It's like um, a Rogues TV show. Ooh. I'd watch that. Let me see if I can find... Where it was mentioned. Yeah. I'm like... Alright, but how are you going to do, like... The Rogues... Flash, the Flash, the Rogues, the Flash, 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 No, I want to know where DC Studios rumored to be developing a. The Flash may not be a critical disaster on the same level as Black Adam, but with the worst. Um, Flash didn't resonate with moviegoers. Um, blah 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 blah. We should have left it. According to the Reddit DCEU leaks, a verified source has confirmed the project centered around the rogues is in the works for DCU's Chapter 2, described as a crime heist series. We don't have any details to share beyond that, but it certainly sounds like the sort of project which would appeal to James Gunn. I'd watch that. Yeah. Which, honestly, I love the Flash TV show, but the rogues were not given the love that they needed in that show. Especially with the end of, like, the Flash season one and, you know, Captain Cold freeze them all and he lit, like, not freeze psh, with his freeze gun, but, like. It's a cold game. gun? Excuse me? I'm sorry. Freeze gun is Mr. Freeze. It's a cold gun. I'm <laughs> a failure. No, but. To, uh, to quote the man himself, um, his gun freezes things on an atomic level. Mr. Freeze shoots snowflakes. Yikes. What a roast. <laughs> what a roast. This is why I like this guy. Real quote. When someone mixes him up for Mr. Freeze, he's like, um, excuse me? 
he's like, what do you, what did you say to me? <laughs> yeah. I did like yeah. his gun in the Flash TV show. Mm-hmm. I love the look of his gun. Yeah. He, oh no, his gun looks great. Mick's gun looks great. I love Mick's character. Um, Golden Glider is just another, they just like made another gun. That's not really her character in the comics, but. Yeah, um, she didn't even show back up. Yeah. And then all the other rogues aren't really accurate. Like, Monarch, they weren't that amazing. Top was gender bent again. Common problem. I love what both of us said top. We're both like top. Yeah. That was a common problem in the Flash TV shows. They gender bent. Weather Wizard was okay. Weather Wizard was definitely cool. I Uh, liked him. Trickster Uh, was okay. It was Mark I Hamill. love that it was Mark Hamill. It just made it amazing, but character-wise. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I like to see the rogues as like, as the rogues. Like, yeah, team up, doing heists, like... Being rogues. Yeah. being the, I literally like the fact that, like, the rogues are not like, are not like Metallo or Joker or mm-hmm. Cheetah. They're, they have an honor code. Mm-hmm. Like they don't. Like there's just there's a line that they that every other villain crosses that they refuse to cross. Yeah, like I, I mentioned I like at the very beginning of this episode, I'm reading Rogue's Rebellion and in Forever Evil. And for those of you that don't know what Forever Evil is about, it's a super old comic event, so I don't feel bad spoiling it. But the Crime Syndicate of Earth Three basically like quote unquote kills the Justice League. And then lets, like, the bad guys rule the world. And the rogues are like, okay, we can get in on this. And so they send them back to Central City. And they're like, okay, destroy a hospital and the schools. Like, blow up the schools full of kids and blow up the hospital. And like, ah, uh, no. Like, like we're not going to do that. <laughs> like, there's been several occasions Sad. where Flash calls up Captain Cold and say, hey. We need to work together. And Captain Cold's like, I may not like you, but I love this city. And I love and my family. And, and, hurt. And, again, he goes, and I love my family. He's basically, uh, he's basically Dominic Toretto. He's basically Dom Toretto, yeah. Uh. But, like, colder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you have anything else to say, Brian? We, I knew this one was going to be long because I had a little... So did I. <laughs> We're like... It was, a, it was a good movie. I'd recommend to go see it. Form your own opinions. Don't just listen to us. Yes. Always, whenever we do these reviews, always form your own opinions. I think that is so important. If you think we're stupid, that's okay. If you think we're geniuses, don't think that. We're not geniuses. We're not geniuses, but do leave us a five-star review. Please. So we can give <laughs> you a shout-out. Yeah, yeah. Um... Brian, why don't you describe what's going to happen next week? Because next week's going to be a special. All right. Because uh, I'll make this real quick because we've already been talking for like. Yeah. So <laughs> but next week. <clears throat> so next week we're having kind of a special episode where we're not going to be as focused on superheroes, although we're probably going to find a way to bring them up because why not? But because it, it was about two years ago, around this month, that me and Brody met in Arizona on our mission. We became companions. And on our mission, we, we served with, I'm like, at that time, I think there were like 200, 300 missionaries in the Arizona Phoenix yeah. mission. 
So oh next week, we're going to have a special episode where me and Brody kind of reminisce on our time together. And we're going to have several guests, uh, former missionaries from the Arizona Phoenix Mission, or APM, like I keep saying, and where we're going to talk with them about their experience, maybe, I mean, their experience on their, on with, with Arizona. We're going to find a way to talk about the superheroes with them because that's our show. But it's going to be more focused on, you know, how we met, how we met these other missionaries, you know, and what life's been like afterwards. Yeah. So it's exciting. It'll be fun. Um, and then, of course, we've been talking about it for weeks. Um, after that episode, we'll, we'll just jump in both feet forward into our Joshua Williamson's flash run. So if you haven't read it, get started reading it right now. It's about 101 issues, 100 and something issues. Um, so definitely start reading that um, while you wait for our episodes to come out. because We'll be talking about that full bore. And I know Brian's going to have a lot to say. I'm going to have a lot to say, as always, when it comes to The Flash. So check back with those episodes. We're excited for that. As always, this podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts and stuff. So keep your eyes open. Um, Bye-bye. Peace out, y'all. Bye.